0: There are many times when we make major decisions in our life, and this could be going to college, starting a new family, or even moving to a new city. There are two important things to remember, however, when we are starting that new journey in life. And let's talk about that in this first episode of the Life Journey series. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Merman's Philosophy, where I talk about topics related to spirituality and personal growth, but in a practical way. Now here's the show. This is the first episode of my podcast and i'm excited about this topic because of how relevant it is for those who don't know me i am an author a writer and i've written in several genres including fiction poetry and i've blogged about different topics in my career but two things that have always interested me have been spirituality and personal growth because these are tools that you can use when asking the big questions in life this new path that i'm exploring And this new series in general is looking at the journey we take through our life, especially when we embark on big decisions such as marriage, college or a new job. And I'll be using these examples throughout the rest of the series because I feel like it's ones that we can, most of us can relate to. Now, if you've ever heard of tarot card reading, you may have heard of what's called the fool's journey. This concept is one that I find fascinating and it's what I'm basing this series on. And if you believe in a different religion, if that's something that you don't practice, that's okay, Uh, because I still believe that this is universal. So let's start with this journey itself. And basically when I mean journey, I mean like making big decisions and big changes in your life. Now, some of these are voluntary, such as, again, marriage, college or even starting a new job. However, there are those life changes that are thrust upon us. And these could be an unfortunate sudden death or something as impactful as the recent pandemic. In fact, many people were forced to make hard decisions during that time. Many people, for example, quit their jobs. They changed jobs altogether. They ended relationships and unfortunately had to deal with death and other emotional turmoil. And while grief deserves its own episode, these changes can be very uncomfortable to make. We can be resistant to change thrust upon us, but we can also stall into decisions that are voluntary and that we do believe will lead us closer to our goals in life. And that leads us to the first component to consider when starting a new path in life, and that's fear. I read a great book a few years ago called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. I actually found the book when I was going through a particular rough time in my life in this book she writes what's called the five truths about fear and there's one quote she writes pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the underlying fear that comes from a feeling of hopelessness now there's something to be said about this underlying fear and the actions we think will make our life better for instance you may have put all your hope and finances in this one dream that you think will make you rich and successful and more attractive, or whatever the goal may be. Now, this is one of the reasons, for example, that I went to grad school. I thought if I left my hometown, I would find a greater purpose in life. However, I ended up broke with a large amount of debt and still unclear of what direction I wanted to take my life in. Now I can make another episode about how our society forces us to have our life figured out by age 25. And now that I'm past that age, I realized how much of a flaw that is, that it rarely happens that way. But it wasn't until I sat down and really worked through my fears and emotional traumas that I was able to find that greater sense of purpose for my life. I don't regret my past and my past actions, but it was a true turning point for me at that moment. Sometimes we make actions that we think will make our lives better, but instead it's just a band-aid over that underlying fear because we haven't truly addressed it. But let's talk about this fear of change i've seen people equate this to older generations who would rather reject the changes in society but this could happen to anyone and again the biggest example the most recent example that i can think of is the pandemic and how it forced so many of us worldwide to rethink our lives and make these necessary changes us humans are habitual We love our routines, our rituals, our traditions. We love having things figured out because it feels like life is smooth sailing. It feels like life is on track. But the truth is, change is a part of life. We're constantly aging. Our relationships or friendships are constantly shifting and changing as we age. The only thing we can learn to do is adapt. And that involves digging deep and working with, again, that underlying fear. Finding out exactly what you're afraid of, gathering enough information that will strengthen your faith that this new journey, this new decision, this bigger change in your life will bring positive results. Now, of course, there's more to this concept, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But recognizing and understanding that fear is the first step in starting a new path in life. Even if you're forced into it, recognizing and understanding what you're afraid of, what you're responding to is that first step in moving in the right direction. Now, you may be asking, what if this fear isn't self-sabotage? What if it's a gut feeling that something is actually wrong? What if you're not quite ready for this change, assuming it's a voluntary choice? That brings us to our second component in making a life change, and that is reducing risk. Now, this concept isn't new, and I've hinted at it before. It's the reason we have health insurance. It's the reason we have security systems on our homes, locks on our cars. However, I found that when it comes to, you know, making decisions in life, especially big changes, some of us like to rush through the details, which oftentimes ends up with us making disastrous mistakes. Using the examples from before, this could be rushing into a marriage or relationship too soon without realizing what you both actually want. You may not have sat down and actually discussed boundaries or even thought about what your boundaries are. Rushing into a good school and not thinking about the financial burden that this may leave you with. Again, this is another topic that deserves its own episode and one that I struggled a lot with. But some of these changes that I'm talking about and examples that I'm using are simply due to societal expectations. I've used college and marriage because these are the two that are the most prevalent in our society and are even forced upon us in our families. And while there's nothing wrong with getting married or furthering our education, I feel that many people jump into these life paths without truly considering what they want. Instead, we end up doing what society tells us to do. This is part of the reason I've seen articles talking about millennials having less children and no longer being Christian or religious. I see it as bucking against the societal expectations to finally consider our own path in life, not one that's been force-fed to us. But again, doing self-inquiry, gathering information, and considering the details are ways to reduce costly mistakes in your life. And it strengthens our own vision and goals for ourselves. It solidifies what we actually want when we're forced to make a change as well. So in conclusion, there are two sides of the same coin when it comes to starting a new life journey. First is fighting through the fear of starting that journey and the second is gathering enough information so that you're taking the journey with the least amount of risk. This can alleviate potential mistakes and pitfalls. So the question becomes how do you know if you're ready? Now this is something I'll dive into in another episode but for now listen to your intuition. Listen to that gut feeling. Are you avoiding a costly mistake? Are you excited for this new decision, this new change, but you're dreading the unknown and uncertain? Do you need to do more research or are you dragging and stalling? This latter could be a form of self-sabotage. But again, only you know what is right for you. I'll leave this on a positive note. The truth is you're making the best decision that you can come up with in this stage of your life. Few of us get it right the first time. And even then we may realize, oh, we don't really like this new experience all that much. And then we decide to do something else instead. Perhaps this is a stepping stone and a moment of learning for you. That's okay. Life, again, is about trying new experiences, seeing what you like and what you don't like. I'll take another quote from Susan Jeffers' book. Avoid blaming yourself for not being in control. You are doing the best you can and you are on your way to reclaiming your power. This is from a section called Seven Ways to Reclaim Your Power. And I think it's very important for us to not beat ourselves up for the past mistakes and decisions. Trust that you've done the best you could in your life so far. Take it as a learning point and use that knowledge in your next journey in life. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you would like to learn more about me, read the accompanying blog post or check out any resources I've mentioned, Check out my website in the show notes or links below, which is merwinmccrady.com. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next one.